Welcome into Texans All Access on a Tuesday. Final three games of the season. They are all AFC South teams. First up, the Titans. And I would not have it any other way. And I wouldn't have it any other way but then to have Mark Vandermeer and Drew Doherty joining me once again. We've just got a few of these shows left. Want me to make people wonder right off the bat? So our sister station, 100.3 KLTFM, used to have What's That Sound? What does that sound like? <laughs> Mark is cracking his back. <laughs> his knuckles. It's actually the, the water bottles that the players use have these caps that twist off and they, they're aluminum. So so you really had to do that on the air as soon as the show started. Of course I did. Oh, There's now Drew's one. doing it. Awesome. <laughs> Why, nobody brought Drew. me a water sorry, from the cafe. Sorry. All right. Well, I'll just either. have to get through this, okay. this show thirsty. Um, Water-wise, not yes. otherwise. Um, all right, so final three games of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Let's go. There's no graceful way to recover from that. It's well, like, you could have just let it go. No, see? I couldn't have because people listening would have been like, oh, ha, ha, she just said she's thirsty. I, I don't know. I, I, a lot of women these can't. listeners. <laughs> women can't get away with stuff like that. Women can't say that. Women can't say that. And just like can't either. I went to, I got my MBA from University of Houston. Mm -hmm. And so people would say, you know, what's your alma mater? And I like realized very quickly I couldn't say I'm a cougar, especially oh, the older yeah. I got. I was yeah. like, I can't say I'm a cougar. Right. That's my, that's <laughs> and say my. I'm a boilermaker because that's where I did my undergrad, but I cannot say that's cougar. one of my stock jokes when I'm public speaking, you know, or emceeing something. How many cougar? Longhorns do we have in the audience? People raise their <laughs> How many Aggies? And I say, How many cougars? Not that kind of cougar. <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> I so. would roll my eyes. I would say, "Well, I just don't." You need to bring like a Casio synthesizer with like a pre-made boom, like yeah, yeah, rim drum, shot for you. Drum yeah. rim shot, sure. <laughs> or maybe just pull up your cell phone. You could probably do that. Look too. what your bottle of water started. In the beginning of a Texans all. I just thought I'd get right into the tangent radio six ten <laughs> because that's yeah. what it is. Sometimes we're, we're going tangent heavy in the second or third segment. You go. Okay. You go gonna, tangent heavy whenever you not, want. Not not off the bat. <laughs> we we will wait. We're one. 12 and 1. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. But I, how about the way they've been playing so hard? I mean, these games have been so exciting. They feel like, I'm not kidding. They have Dallas been. during the broadcast and Kansas City during the broadcast, it felt playoff like. I'm not going to say it was a playoff game, but it just felt the intensity was there because these, these teams you're facing, they need these games badly, and the Texans want to win them badly. And I know you guys have been asking the players, and so have I. The resounding battle cry is not just we want to win, but we want to put good stuff on tape. Careers are on the line, and that's serious stuff. It's professional sports, so whatever it takes, I'm here for it because these have been exciting outings. Yeah, it shows you the juxtaposition between players' mindsets and fans' mindsets. Understandably, a lot of fans are already looking ahead to 23, sure. 24. They're thinking about the draft. No big deal. That That's understandable. But these guys that are out there actually – in between the lines and playing, this means everything because this might be the very last time we see some of these guys ever playing a football game these last three weeks. Some guys aren't going to be here next year. They'll be with another team because of what they're able to put on tape over this. And then another, you know, other guys want to still be here and want to be mm -hmm. part of, you know, what they think and is uh, an ascent upwards. So, yeah, it's it's vastly different what's going through their minds versus what's going through many people's minds, and that's only natural, isn't it? I think, you know, just if oh, if the Texans had just pulled out a win against Kansas City in oh. overtime, can you just imagine? Because I feel like even after losing to Dallas the way that this team did, the headlines the entire, for the next three days were 
Is Dallas the real deal? They're like, not the real the deal. Dallas, they are not, obviously, the real so deal. And I think now people are asking yeah. those same questions of the Chiefs. But I think to pull out a win, you know, people are worried about the draft position for the Texans. That's not in jeopardy, folks. It's I was not going anywhere right now. But it would be nice to get a win because I feel like it sort of propels you into the next few weeks. You, you made me think of something. With the Chiefs, like, they were, there was a lot of complaining on their end after what looked like just hard football hits from the Texans oh, yeah. throughout the game. And it just looked thought, like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, why are you – it's – yeah. It, in my mind, I'm like, are we playing football? Or what are we doing here? <laughs> right. and then, we're supposed to lay it. down? And then the way they celebrate at the end, you're always going to celebrate a win, but they – Oh, I mean, they got away with one. Yeah, they got away with one, yeah. and I was just – I I think I'm all bills as far as my team that Ooh. I believe is going to win now. I, really? I don't – yeah, I don't, I don't think the Chiefs – I don't think the Cowboys for sure – those guys are pretenders. Honestly, I would not write off the Cowboys. I mean, I want to. I will. To, I'm writing them me. off right I mean, now. I, I will emotional. I'm, I'm never emotionally involved with them, except I want them to lose badly. Sure. But I don't think I could write off anybody. I look at last year. Remember that divisional round where all four games were decided on the final play, mm -hmm. right? With three kicks and what was it? An overtime touchdown or something. Whatever it was. Final moments. And... I think that it could be anybody who gets hot in the postseason. The Rams got hot last year. They survived Tampa Bay. They survived the NFC Championship game with the 49ers. They survived the Super Bowl. The Bengals were driving late. Could have, would have, should have done more, whatever. I think it's wide open for anybody to win the Super Bowl who makes the playoff field. Virtually anybody. Anybody but the Cowboys. I've written them off, so that's why. I'm... Okay. Well, you also <laughs> wrote off Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm not ready to write them off. Yet, I didn't but, totally write them off. But the way but they I totally played wrote off the Cowboys. The I've last two weeks, I mean, what was it, Denver? Denver and the Texans, yeah. two teams they should have should have beat handily by their own standards, and they didn't. But I just, I, I, I just think that, you know, it's the Chiefs. You can't discount them. It's too them. tough. It's too tough, this league. This is a 17-game schedule. No one's going to give you a game like that. Yeah, well, no one should give you a game, and the Texans aren't going to give anybody a game. And I think that it's just difficult to navigate through a schedule, especially when you're supposed – not especially, but in addition, when you're supposed to win, when you're the favored team – the other team's going to rise up. They don't want to get embarrassed, right? And I'm not saying you're going to let down if you're the Chiefs. Not at all. But you're going to get everybody's best game, and that's what they're getting this year. They got Denver's best. That's a division game where anything can happen. Mm -hmm. And the Texans have taken on the Chiefs a lot. Look, I was a little surprised it was that close for a while because I expected more out of that Chiefs offense. The Texans, although they allowed a, a lot of yardage, the point total was low. They got the turnovers and scored right off of them on the ensuing drives, the ensuing possessions. Which I don't so. know that they've done at all this year as far as get right. the turnover and score a touchdown. Or I mean, touchdown. Off turnovers, they've right. done it a few times, I think, but I, I don't think they were as successful as they were, you know, 100% yeah. the way th the way they were uh, Sunday. Well, they've been closer, even in that Cleveland game. They, they've been close, even against Dallas. They've been closer to scoring after a turnover yeah. and still not scored, and it was nice to see them convert, the deal those, this time, yeah, yeah. convert some of those uh, those takeovers after the game, Patrick Mahomes in his post game press conference was talking about the number of blitzes that were dialed up early yeah, by yeah. Levy, which I noticed too. I thought, wow, this oh, well, this is not, the Christian yeah, Kirksey that, sack, the Kirksey sack, and then the Cashman sack. Yes. late. amazing. I mean, he looked, I mean, they looked surprised. They looked like they yeah. just they couldn't really execute. You got to you got to give kudos to what Levy was able to draw up on Sunday. I mean, to me, the fact that you got the stop in overtime, and yeah. I talked about this yesterday. What happens when the Chiefs get the coin toss their way in overtime? They win. It's over. Oh, I, I immediately was like, that's it. Like he Don't Patrick even Holmes play. The ball. Right. Yeah. 
And then the Texans get the big stop. I thought, now, I didn't think it was automatic victory after that. Believe me. I knew you had a long way to go. You get the ball at your 15. It's a long drive you got to put together, even for a field goal. But you didn't, ex- you didn't expect it to go that no, way. No, the, ball, the way the ball came oh, gosh. came out of Mills' hands after the hit by Clark was like, choom, you know, yeah. it just it was almost like that that uh, quarterback sneak fumble by Kyle Allen where all of a sudden mm. the ball is just launched out of there in a different way, obviously. The ball's launched out of there, and I thought, oh, please just recover this. No, they couldn't do it, no. so that's too bad. But you take out the Titans on Saturday, Christmas Eve, and I'm here for it, man. They've lost four in a row. Reeling. They are They're in a nervous. tough Reeling. spot. Mm-hmm. Tough spot. Like, when we faced them earlier on in the year, they were at the top of the AFC South. They I, they had a, a, what, a four- or five-game win streak. I think the Texans went, was okay, the they, last team that they beat it. before that streak ended. So they've lost these last four. They started the season 0-2, but in yeah. between, they were 7-1 and in that mm. stretch. So they were 7-3 and after they, you know, at, at the end of that high streak that they were going through. Yeah, they were riding high. And look, they came close against the Chargers, but lost. This is still a very good football team. They're having some tough times right now. Now, it's a division game. Anything can happen. We all know it. I asked Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, you'll hear that interview tomorrow night, about the Jaguars, because the Jaguars beat them pretty good in Nashville. He said the Jaguars are for real. Yeah. They are for real. It's As far as division title contenders, we'll see about the rest of it later. But the thing about the Jaguars is they're the healthiest team in the league. They've lost the fewest starter starts to injuries than any team in the NFL. And that's huge. All able to work together, stick together, be together, and the results are showing on the field. So the Jaguars control their (laughs) destiny. If they win out, they win the division, period. Doesn't matter what the Titans do because they're going to host the Titans in the final game of the season, and they're only a game back, and they will have swept them. That is really interesting stuff. And I think the Texans, folks, 0-9-1 in games that are within four or six in the fourth quarter, either leading or trailing, very close fourth quarter games, you're 0-9 in one of those games. If you were 500 in those games, you'd be 6-8 and eight right now and maybe in the Jaguars spot in contention for a potential AFC South title. It's kind of a mid-teens type AFC South battle, but I'll take it, man. I want one of those. I just wonder about momentum and A, how true it is, B, how does momentum change if instead of tying in week one, you just close those guys out and you beat the Colts in regulation yeah. and you start off 1-0? How how much different know. is the momentum at that point? Do you go on to Denver and take care of a pretty down Broncos team the next week? Do you go up to Chicago to see a struggling Bears team in week three? Are you 3-0 and if you actually close out the Colts in week one, and it's ifs and buts, candy nuts. I'll have a yeah. merry Christmas, as Don Meredith used to say. But mm-hmm. it's just something to ponder. And you know, since then they've lost twelve games, and you are who your record is. But I wonder how much differently things go if, I, if they win. I if still the, think on offense, this team. Now I know Pierce is limited, out right yeah. now. You get the receivers out. I get it. I get it. But I still think on offense they have to find their stride somehow. And when Pierce is out there running hard. They've been obviously much better in the ground attack, but they've never found the passing game they're looking for. And look, you have three games left to improve on that, but they've never hit their stride in that department. And I think until you do, it's hard to win those close games because you have to make that key throw or two. And sometimes that's easier said than done. We got to get into field goal range. We got to get that key third down to play keep away from the opponent, whatever the case may be. 
All right, so Driscoll Cat, we've seen it. We're not singing this <laughs> we week. Were, I don't know if we're going to be singing the Driscoll Cat song Aren't anymore. Aren't you guys doing a Lovey It's Cold Outside duet? Oh, I, you can do that. I put yeah. the lyrics on a platter for you yesterday. But, I know you uh, did. I don't think Mark I wants to ever you. hear me sing again yeah. after last week. Because this will be the coldest game in the history of the Tennessee Titans, folks. Oh, in their history. Yes, in their history. That's the projection. You know, we won't know until we get there. Right. It'll be the coldest Five game. Five degrees at yeah. kickoff is what they're expecting. Yeah, you know, I looked at the forecast like three days Feels ago. Like. It was 22. We're dropping <laughs> like my crypto portfolio. What are we doing here? <laughs> Sorry, Can we well, reverse that's, that's, this? Let me, let me back up. That's the feels-like temperature because Field Yates, he tweeted out this this. Uh, this picture and I retweeted it of the current feels like temperatures at kickoff of the outdoor games this Saturday bills at bears minus 11 mm. Seahawks at chiefs minus six saints at Browns minus nine. And then he's got Texans at Titans at five Falcons at Ravens seven and then Raiders at Steelers, minus four degrees. By feels wow. like that's wind chill, correct? At least we're yeah. plus. Yeah. Why not just say wind chill? That's be like. Well, because it feels like, I think. I guess, you know, there's no wind. It puts it in a way that people can understand it better. We oh, understand it feels wind chill. like five Not everybody degrees. understands Actually, wind people in Texas don't understand Not everyone has uh, an engineering degree and an no. MBA like you. No, right? growing up in the Midwest, <laughs> growing up in the Midwest, this is like. When I moved here in the first really, really cold winter we had and people were talking about wind chill and I was like, I, I did not think that people here did not understand wind chill. It's getting down like to concept. one degree on Friday. Yeah, I think this High week, of 14 everyone on Friday knows. in Nashville. I'm, well, I'm even gonna, here. I yeah, mean, it's I'm, cold here too, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering about just getting out of Houston wrap the pipes, and getting back. Empty the uh, sprinkler. All yeah. right, so you know when the schedule comes out in May mm -hmm. and we go over it and the we look at the wings. dates <laughs> yep. and you say, ah, Nashville in December, and I say, could go either way. Sure. And we've never had it go the wrong way in Nashville, cold-wise. It's been right? somewhat chilly, but nothing, but never been below freezing yeah, there. We've, really. we've had to de-ice. Haven't we had de-iced a plane and coming back from Nashville, Maybe. like one of those January games? I Maybe. feel like it's been kind of frosty. Oh, because frosty. we've seen them the last day of the season a couple of times. Couple times. In 2013 and 2016, the last day of the regular season, in Nashville, it wasn't this cold, though. So Omar Mazoub, our PR guru, was saying to me, he said, hey, he was trying to trivia question me, and don't <laughs> challenge me on this. What's the coldest game in the history of the franchise? And it is Green Bay as far as raw temperature 08, kickoff right? in 08. But there was no wind, right? Windier was Chicago in 04, and the feels like was in the negatives. Mm. So you had a negative situation in Chicago, and, and trust me, that game was colder. It you, felt bad. You and Lopez had Andre Johnson on at a, a Verizon show on a Tuesday morning in 2012 before the Texans played the Bears eight years after that yeah. Bears game you're referencing. And I remember Andre telling that story about he and Corey Bradford walked down the tunnel to get onto the field, and they got to that spot where the overhang ends, and you could, you're out, you're out in it. And yeah. he said Corey Bradford just was like, "Nope," and they turned around <laughs> and went back in, and they didn't even, they no didn't warm even warm up. up. Yeah, he said it was so cold that the chicken soup on the sideline that they had for the players was cold. frozen. Oh, frozen! The hot chicken yeah. soup got frozen. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what's going to happen. It's that cold. My water froze. Yeah, uh, you know, you put water out on the broadcast table, freezes. Yeah, my pen was freezing. I had to jam it into my glove to keep it hot. I've told all these stories before. Doing push-ups during the commercial break so I could stay warm. 
that kind of thing. Because the booth in Chicago had no heat. In Green Bay, there was some heat in the booth, so right. we stayed okay. And I don't know what it's going to be like in Nashville. But in Nashville, I know is, Johnny, your booth, is your booth open in Nashville? It, oh, it's it's always open. And Andre's going to want to close the windows if it's at all possible. But Andre's I like want me. them open. <laughs> open. I want to feel it. I think that huh. broadcasting these games, I think you should kind of hear it in the voices of the announcers that it's cold. You should be able to hear the coldness. So you need to. You can't pretend that no, you remember no the pretending. last time you felt cold. What that felt like? I hate having the windows closed. It affects <laughs> glare affects my binoculars, oh. <laughs> and the voice bounces off the windows, so it makes the call uh, sound funny. Yeah, I, I that, like yeah. it to sound authentic. I thought maybe you'd say the cold affects your vocal cords. It too. does. It I does feel a like little it, bit. I start getting a scratchy voice if I'm talking in the cold too. I'll long. get through it somehow. But that Chicago day in 04 was was certainly memorable. I just think it's funny with Lovey Smith here because he's not going to have any part of this. He's going to be like, I coached in Chicago yeah. for nine years. Right. You guys, are you kidding? He's from Texas. And he, well, he's from Texas, but he's been in Chicago for a long coached time. Coached Illinois also. I mean, yeah, that's like, true. That was, well, that and we, hey, we asked some of the guys today in the press conference, hey, what, what's your coldest game ever? And Kirksey didn't even, he didn't give one. He just like, doesn't affect he me. He played for Green Bay I as wear well. I this yeah. and this and this. I'm fine. Yeah. Tavier Thomas said it was a playoff game in college against Northwest Missouri. Because mm -hmm. when you're stake. in that, yeah, fair, you're getting deep in, you know, December mm -hmm. in those games. So, he uh, he said he he was in a pretty cold one. It's just interesting to hear what some of these guys have. Chris Moore, he's played up in Cincinnati and uh, at for college and played for for the Ravens for a bit. So he's been in cold as well. But. I was at Academy last night and I looked over the uh, you know the long underwear, yeah, long yeah. sleeve like. The, the tight-fitting thermal shirt sure. section, you know, all that stuff that Academy has. It was picked over pretty good. They're going to restock today, I'm oh, sure, because, yeah. yeah, people were loading up on this stuff, yeah. and I need to load up, too. I buy some of those every year anyway because they're kind of, you know, cozy. You on buy some hand Texas warmers night. that you can shake up and keep your hands warm? I, You know, I got to do that, too. I got to do that, too. And I'll wear a ski mask during the broadcast. That'll be a good Are look. Are you really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a, I've got there's a luchador a mask I can loan booth. you if you want. But you know what? No one's wearing masks. Well, not no one. A lot of people are still wearing masks. But this is where the masks kind of come in handy. You know, the keep COVID mask because they they keep your yeah. they keep the air and they keep your nose warm. But I'll find something. You know, the Buffalo game over the the weekend, the Buffalo and the Dolphins game sure. the, with the, the snow. They call I guess yeah. they're calling it the snow globe game. I just couldn't stop looking at the fans. The Buffalo fans, I'm just in awe of how much they enjoy the cold. It's nothing to them. They were makes, some of the, they were some of those people weren't even wearing gloves, Drew. It makes me no wonder gloves. what we're going to see in Tennessee in Nashville on mm -hmm. Saturday. I mean, how many? I don't think they're going to fill that place up. You know, I think there's a lot of people that'll be like, forget Ooh, this. I'm not chilly. coming out to the cold. You know, and they lost four in a row, and it's Christmas. And it's Eve. Christmas Eve. I don't know. That's a great Certainly point. Certainly, it's probably a sellout. But mm -hmm. as far as showing up, yeah. I wonder how many will actually show up. That's a great point. I'm curious to know. <laughs> and that's know. not a knock on Titans fans, but I just don't see them filling that place Circumstantial. Up. Yeah, yeah. Holidays, it's cold, you're outdoors, you're not used to it. Losing I think... four in a row, you're playing a one-win team. Speaking yeah. of losing four in a row, what if I told you when the season started that possibly the final week of the season, you'd be Titans and Jaguars battling for the AFC South? Yeah, I would not. I would not have thought that. No, no, not the Jags. I would have thought Colts and Titans. Maybe, the, maybe the Titans have to win it to clinch because the Colts are chasing them or something. But not. I was the all Titans Colts. must I beat the Jags. I thought so too with Matt Ryan. I sure was a dummy with on that, that one. meltdown that they had yeah. over the weekend against the Vikings. That was awesome. That was <laughs> so of, good. Speaking of things that Mark's and Mark enjoys, I love that. I actually asked Andre which was more enjoyable: watching the Cowboys meltdown against the Jaguars. <laughs> Or the Colts losing to Minnesota, 
Well, I might have asked another no, one. No, you asked it was Colts and then something else. Or the Titans having lost yeah, four in a row. Yeah, and then he's like, well, I like seeing the, Col- the, Cowboys the Cowboys lose. But I don't like seeing Jacksonville win, so that's a, that's a no win for me. Seeing the Colts blow the largest lead or the largest lead blown in NFL in history. regular season yeah. NFL history. But How about a lot that? Of people... Just after they'd fired Frank Reich, who had authored the biggest comeback in college history and the biggest comeback in NFL history. Yeah, before. I actually uh, I wanted to tweet that out, but I thought... 800 people are beating me to this yeah. Frank Reich tweet. And I looked, and sure enough, that was the case mm-hmm. because I thought they are getting Frank Reich right now <laughs> by the Minnesota Vikings. And it is awesome. I, every time the Vikings got the ball, I was utterly confident they were going to score again. Kirk Cousins was the greatest quarterback in the world in the <laughs> second half. And there it was. But I, I pointed this out to Andre and Johnny that. Do we not give Cousins enough credit sometimes? I'm not saying he's one of the top five guys in the league, but he hangs in there in the pocket. He takes hits. You know, he, he'll he wait for the guy to get open. He'll Good take a hit. Yeah. He'll get rid of the football. He's got outstanding talent around him. But give credit where credit is due, man. They're having a great season. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl either. I think it's the team that gets hot in the postseason, and I can't pick it right now. I don't have to go on the record with that right now, but I uh, I applauded their effort against the Colts. Yeah, you're especially. allowed to say somebody's good without saying they're the greatest. Like you put that on on Twitter, what you just said, and you get it would be like piranhas yeah. on a, a cow carcass. I mean, he's not the good. What about Patrick Mahomes? You're an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. You yeah, know, like yeah. you're you're allowed to like somebody and say that they're good and not say that they're the best ever. I will say this right now: Mahomes and Josh Allen are the best quarterbacks in the league. In my opinion, they're so talented. They're so good at what they do. I know Burrow is too, but these two guys can make throws that are really artistically amazing to me and degree of difficulty off the charts. But it could be Burrow going back to the Super Bowl with the hot Bengals right now. Maybe Brady gets hot in the postseason again. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be fun to watch. I mean, things are shaking out well for them in that division in the AFC North. You know, with, the, oh, with the Bengals with the, for the Bengals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Steelers are without a quarterback. The Ravens are without a quarterback. The or, Browns, you know, they're pretty much out of it. They can't really get yeah, things going. They, so. They're still alive and they just beat the Ravens. But Huntley had a rough day. The Ravens had a weird game. I mean, I'm obviously oh. pulling for the Ravens all day in that right. one. I want Cleveland to lose badly. But the Ravens were shooting themselves in the foot. Tucker missed two field goals. That what? Never happens. How dare you miss two field Who goals are you? against that team? Missed two field goals against us, not them. Big Justin Tucker fan over here is outraged. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think this Titans team is in a bad spot right now. I don't know. I'm like in the division. I'm low key. I'm low key rooting for the Jaguars to win it, just because I think it'd be great if the Texans came in. Beat the Titans, mm. sent them on their downward spiral because you can't. Texans you can can't be win anything of chaos at this point. These yeah. next three weeks. It would be here's, nice to do that. Here's how it works for you if you want the Jags to win the division. Texans beat the Titans, okay? So right. that that puts them a game back. The Jaguars beat the Jets this Thursday before that, right? Then you take on the Jags New Year's Day. You beat the Jags, which isn't going to hurt them so to speak, because ha- the Titans no, having had to loss win. to the Texans. No, if the Titans get another loss and the Jaguars beat the Jets, oh. the Jaguars can still afford to lose to the Texans, then beat the Titans on closing day and make the postseason by winning the AFC South. So that way the Texans can Perfect. win minimum two out of three in the division down the stretch and finish with a winning record in the division, which is what Lovey's talking about. 
And, and your streak against the Jags stays alive. Your streak against the Jags stays alive. The Jags win the division. The Titans are utterly miserable, which is delightful, really. really and is. the Colts are certainly miserable anyway. So <laughs> a lot gets done that way. I, I love this little AFC I South. I love this plan that we have. Yeah, this AFC yeah. South round-robin mini-tournament at the end of the season. I kind of like it. The Jags have a lot of help because they're playing Thursday night. They're playing the Jets. And Mike White is still not clear to return, so it's going to be Zach Wilson for the second straight mm. week. Mike White's obviously dealing with the I think three broken ribs or something like that. So they get they get Wilson again. Yeah, I'm not sure, so week. sure how this is going to work out. Wilson had some moments, and he had some bad moments. You know, one thing about Wilson, I mean, he's they, definitely they, got, they lost to the Lions. He's so. getting PR coached up now because they asked him, "Do you think you deserved another mm. start after this?" You know, regardless of White's health. And uh, Wilson said, no. And then he smiled. He said, that's not for me to decide. <laughs> As if he rehearsed that answer previously. It's like, like good me, job, let kid. Let me say exactly the way it's meant to be said. Yeah. All right, lots of stuff that happened around the league. Some of our favorite moments from the week. Plus, Drew is going to take us on a tangent. I have no idea what that is. It's all coming up on Texans All Access. Welcome back to Texans All Access. We're getting ready for the Titans game. And by getting ready, we're talking about lots of things like how to open yes. bottles of water around here. But uh, some some big news heading into the week. Obviously, uh, you got some players on IR. There are some players that are not yet on IR that Lovey Smith says, hey, guys that, guys that are injured, there's always a chance and there probably is a chance a lot of them will come back. And I think among them, Kenyon Green, Steven Nelson, and then you got Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins who have missed the last few games. You have a chance to come back. Now, obviously, you're not going to know until tomorrow when the practice report comes out. It's uh, a little bit of a short week for the Texans, but definitely something to keep your eye on. And it makes you think, goodness, wouldn't it be nice to have some help this weekend? And when I say help, you call up jolly old St. Nick and you put Santa Claus out on the football field for the Texans against the Titans. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind... Where would you play Santa Claus? Oh, I, th I thought that was where you were going with And that. what would his <laughs> right. stat line be against the Titans? All right, I'm playing Santa Claus. And by the way, this is the first I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. So I have not had time to prepare Santa Claus. John and Claus's... I talked about it on In the Labs. Okay, I don't have Santa Claus's I have bio. I don't have his combine stats. What but... is it, weight, height, measurements? But Santa Claus, <laughs> uh, he's a jolly fellow, mm -hmm. and he tends to not miss too many meals by the appearance of him. Yep. I'm going to put him right in the middle of that D-line, Drew. Okay. He's going to help on the defensive line. Yep. And, look, the red is going to stand out. I get it. So they might know who to avoid. But Santa Claus is going to stuff the run and stop Derrick Henry. He is going to tackle him. He's going to stuff his stocking with coal. He's going to bury Henry into the turf, into the frozen tundra at whatever the stadium's called this week, and it's going to be fun. Okay. Okay, I, I I like that. That's an acceptable response. I like that. Okay, I like that. I, I would like uh, Santa on the O line. Okay. For okay. a lot of the reasons that you said, big jolly mm -hmm. likes a lot of meals. Um, I think that he probably throws a lot of packages into his bag, mm -hmm. so I'd put him in at center. I think he'd be okay. a good ball snapper there at center. That's okay. good. Okay. Yeah. And, and throws people out of the way. Yeah, I think his handwork is probably really good because he's dealing with. You know, toys and packages and delivering things. So I think he's very conscientious and knows addresses well. And I think as an O-lineman, you got to know the playbook. So I feel like his attention too. to detail is like really good. We, uh, John and I also had him playing on the uh, interior of the defensive line. And we said that he would make sure to avoid Ben Jones because Ben Jones is such a jolly old fellow himself mm. and always been a good boy. So he won't make Ben Jones look bad. He'll make the other guys on the line look bad. Mm. But I do have a little bit of a 
point of contention here. If we, if if I had Santa on my team, I'd play him at QB because he's magical. Oh yeah, and I mean he can like blink his eyes and be in different mm-hmm. places he, at once. Is he um, is he a pocket passer? He can, he can be. Super he can be super mobile too. Mm-hmm. He can. I think he's very nimble on his feet. Uh, so we play him at quarterback. We play him on defense because you know this guy has stamina, has endurance. How's he get all these these presents delivered all over the world in one night? Mm. That takes something. And no po- or no offense to Kaimi, no offense to Cam Johnston or, or Traymon Smith or Desmond King. We're playing him on special teams. He's kicking, he's punting, he's taking back <laughs> kicks and punts. I don't know how many. He's probably only going to take one kickoff back because they'll either have to kick off to start the half, uh, one of them. But if Santa's on your team, you're blanking the Titans and just scoring at will. You might score on defense every single time. Might and you might like, only have one offensive snap because you're scoring on defense. So Santa's like the time. water boy, basically. But he's like the quarterback, and he's on special teams. He's magical. I mean, think about it. Mm. Wow. And he gives a lift. You know, everybody's jolly on the sidelines. Did you get Everyone Donder and Blitzen and Vixen and Blitzen and whatever <laughs> yeah. their names are. Do you get Rudolph on the team too? What's Rudolph going to do? Rudolph is a gunner on special teams, and I'm sending Rudolph deep. Do you ever okay? Here's I another. Like here's a tangent questions. off of our tangent right now. Yeah. You ever see those tweets where it'll be like a map of the United States with the favorite fast food restaurants of each yes. state, and it's you it's can tell somebody's wrong. they're messing with people. Like yeah. they put Texas has their favorite is the A and W root beer. Yeah. It's like no, <laughs> no, there's no way in hell that's the possible. <laughs> I want to do one of those maps and have you know basically eighty percent of the nation having Rudolph as their favorite reindeer, and oh. then have something like. California or some state that you want to mess with, say yeah. they had Donner and then this one yeah. had Blitzen and this one had mm-hmm. that's what I'd like to do because that, that would spark a debate. But I, I need to figure out how they make those maps <laughs> it would and spark they... a debate. There's no way it's Blitzen. Exactly. <laughs> no Blitzen. way. But you remember that? Like they had A and W root, which no offense yeah. to them. I'm sure it's a great place, but they had that as like the state's favorite. Yeah. yeah. No, w- not also when... favorite Thanksgiving foods. Like they'll have like green beans. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Exactly. No state's favorite. When Whataburger is a religion here mm-hmm. okay or dairy queen i mean either one of those two above mm. a and w although in michigan that was big like in northern oh, michigan I'm sure that was like I, yeah. fine dining where i lived in northern absolutely michigan. but not here mm-hmm. all right we talked about some of our favorite i don't even know tangent how to done sorry okay tangent okay. finished we're back um i had to pay off the tees we talked about some of our favorite moments from across the nfl well there's a few that we did not mention Ooh. mark is your favorite moment the end of the Patriots game. Because it, it was be? on How angry runs. How can it runs. not be? How can it not be? <laughs> it was so good. Jones on Jones action. It was as delicious. It. it was so good. It was so enjoyable. There were so many enjoyable moments in the NFL, you know, despite the fact that the Texans lost. There's so many other things where I can find enjoyment, and that was one of them. That was like a Super Bowl moment of watching other teams have mm. a meltdown. And to see it happen to the New England Patriots, who pride themselves on situational football, doing the That's right true. thing, that was wild. And the radio call of the Raiders announcer was awesome. He went full on Peter Brady. His voice changed. <laughs> it was high pitch. It was awesome. Well, you talk about radio calls. Mm. How delicious was it that the Patriots, the smartest of football teams, the best coached of all yeah. football teams, there's Scott Zolak, the color commentator, who yep. does a great job, and has, you know he's a very eh, colorful whatever. guy. He quote unquote he quote says, "This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen." That, I mean, that is just oh, delicious ouch. to see. I'm wondering hear. if he's going to hear from management about that. 
You know, Ouch. because was that a compilation of information that he got throughout the course of the game? I mean, that was a dumb moment, but they were tied the at season. 24. I think it's probably the season, the compilation yeah, maybe, of the season. Maybe, but they're about to go to, what, eight and six if they win that game. It was going to go into overtime. I'm not handing it to the Raiders at hey, that point at all. but they've been blessed with all these 12 and 13 and 14 win seasons. Well, compared his, to all of them, yeah. yes. But, you, you know, know, right now, if the, if the playoffs were to end right now, the <laughs> Patriots are still eighth. They're just like right, right on the there. outside. They're, They're right, right on the outside of that yeah. bubble of teams but that are in the playoffs. A win would have done so much for them, obviously. You're seven and seven. You still have a chance to make the playoffs. You still I mean, have yeah, a it's a tough division. You're not gonna win the division. But, but this will be this highlight or low light, however you want to look at it, will be played forever. You will never not see this. No. This is one of the worst finishes in the history of the league. This is Pasarchik in the Meadowlands. All right. This is Leon Lett. This is all that and more, so you will always see this highlight. Okay, worst gift to have in your stocking. The way that the Patriots game ended. Yes. Um, being outscored 39-3 to mm-hmm. in the second half of a game after you've got a lead and then you lose, a- a.k.a. Both the way historic they, occasions. A- historic. Yeah. Or you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback who commits four turnovers, two interceptions, and two fumbles. Yeah, I think what we're seeing... eight games for the first time I think it's the Colts. The Colts. It's probably the Colts. But the Patriots, if this costs them the postseason, and it could, that's huge because the Colts aren't going anywhere. Although Johnny Harris just sent me something pointing out that the Colts are mathematically still alive. So there's that. They are. They're okay. somehow still alive. A lot of alive. things have to happen. Yeah, they not, win out and get a bunch of other Everybody losses else loses. Yeah. Right. Everybody else quits football. Venus aligns with Uranus. Yeah. And Mercury in retrograde, yeah. whatever. Uh, so the Brady thing, I think we're looking at the end of Brady here. Brady's not going to go into a situation again like this. He needs it to be utterly clean. Like the 49ers, for instance, would be a good situation for, for Brady because – you could put a lot of quarterbacks in there who are pretty good, and they're going to get results. But they have so many quarterbacks, they don't even know what to do I with know, them. I know, they don't even know what to Their do. Their Brock Purdy sales, on a side note, they say have been selling off the shelves. Sure. Like, no one can keep them he's, in stock. It's TJ Yates on steroids. That's what's happening. But, he's, but it's consistent. Like, yeah. he's been playing a good chunk of the season. Now, granted, the the defense is playing it's still really early. well as well. I, look, I like, I love what Purdy's doing for them if I'm a Niners fan. And I kind of like it as a football fan because Mr. Irrelevant, I mean, not only was he drafted in the seventh round, he's Mr. <laughs> freaking Irrelevant. He's the last pick of the draft and he's doing this, which gives it a little extra story-wise. I like it, but it's still early. You know, he hasn't been in trouble yet. You're down two touchdowns you got to rally the team in the fourth quarter he hasn't been in that situation so, play so the, what if, you got to play if, the 2011 Ravens defense what if the, what if Garoppolo comes back cuz isn't there a chance that he could yeah. come back what do you do then you bring you put in How's rusty it, Garoppolo it, i think it depends on how it's going nah you go with Garoppolo i i do agree you go with Garoppolo unless Purdy is so electric like you've discovered Tom Brady Look, what happened with the patriots in 2001 Brady comes in. Now, this is a longer form of it. Brady comes in for Bledsoe week one, right? They go on a roll. AFC championship game, Brady gets hurt in Pittsburgh, and Drew Bledsoe comes back, and they win that game with Bledsoe. Oh, yeah. They go to the Super Bowl, and this is Drew Bledsoe we're talking about. But we're like, no, we're going back to Brady. Brady's mm. healthy enough to start the Super Bowl. Brady's starting the Super Bowl. The rest is history. Leads them on that final field goal drive. That's that for Drew Bledsoe in New England. Goes to Buffalo, goes to Dallas. Dallas. 
Well, I think it's similar. Like with the Titans last year, Derrick Henry had uh, the the foot the foot the foot injury. Yeah. And then they bring him back for the playoffs, but then they didn't really run him as much as they would have. I think it was. No, was I thought he, they ran him too much actually uh, for seemed, what he was. He seemed rusty. I just think. Yeah, he wasn't him. Situations like that where a guy hasn't. Uh, yeah, if you want the Jimmy Garoppolo back before injury, but you don't know what version of him. That's a good get. point too. He's out of rhythm. You know, if Purdy's playing well, it's going to be tough to make that decision to put Garoppolo back in there. As long as Purdy's playing well, let's say let's go back to 2011 here. Yates wins. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Comes off the bench. They win in Jacksonville. They beat Atlanta here, 17 to 10. The Bengals game for Yates was. Unbelievably great. Throws for 300 yards, has the 17-yard scramble on the final drive, throws the winning touchdown pass. At that moment, you thought, is not you thought is Yates better than Shaw, but you, you thought you're fine, and then some with TJ Yates. But then they lose to Carolina. They lose to the Colts. And the final day of the regular season, you're, you're just playing for a drive because Shab's definitely not coming back. You just have to get it ready for the postseason. So, And they knew Shab wasn't coming back anyway. I'm not saying he was. But what if he was sort of... Healthy enough like to come back. Instead of a Liz back. Frank, it was something else. You know what Shab once told me about that? I've probably told you guys this. He once said to me, he thought about just you know gutting it out. Like if the Ooh. playoffs had started the next week, he might have just taped up the foot. I don't know if you can do that or not. Maybe he was just talking, but I think that he. I mean, he wanted to play that badly in the postseason that year. That team was so it was the good. Fr- it was a historic season for the city and for this yep. franchise. I it mean, was to so good. lead your team to the first playoff. Postseason birth in, in franchise history to mm-hmm. not be a part of that. That's oh, I mean that I can lot. imagine. But look how many paychecks he collected over the years. His career, the longevity of his career, was yeah. probably due in part to the fact that he did not finish that season that he wow. rehabbed. Oh, oh, I see. Because he, got I think his so. Foot right. What if he'd played through that and messed up his foot even more? And then yeah, he but he out. really only started one one other season after that. Yeah, but I don't. And then and not even all of it. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. still. Was on a well, roster. 12. Oh no, I'm sorry, twelve and then 12. not even and 13. all of thirteen. Well, yeah. thirteen, but he was still yeah. on the Falcon. Like he was a backup. Yeah, for many, yeah. many, 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 many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite a lot. Didn't, all right, let's yeah. take a break. We come back. We'll go around the NFL. It's one more segment on Texans All Access. Final segment of Texans All Access Week 16. A bunch of games happening around the NFL. A weird schedule. With Christmas being uh, on Sunday, so not a lot of Sunday games, a ton of Saturday games, including the Houston Texans, who are at the Tennessee Titans at noon, um, and then just a few games on Christmas Day. So Packers at Dolphins, Broncos at Rams, Bucks at Cards, and Mark, your favorite, the Colts, back in prime time for Monday when they host the Chargers. That's weird. Again. I know. Monday Night Football, they're going to have flex scheduling on this soon enough. Only game on Monday. And they'll get rid of something <laughs> like this. They'll see it coming. Uh, it could turn out to be entertaining. The Chargers have a way of making things entertaining. But that is weird. I like that the league decided long ago, hey, Christmas Day is a Sunday. We're going to move most of the slate to mm-hmm. Saturday, Christmas Eve. But we will have games on Christmas Day because we're not going to let the NBA have the day to themselves. <laughs> and the poor NBA here, I mean, NFL football on, it's a mismatch as the NFL will dominate the TV ratings. But, you know, good for the NBA. They'll be playing because I'll be flick- flicking back and forth. You know, I want to see some of these games and see how some of these guys do. But you're playing Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Monday. the following Thursday. It feels like NFL football's on almost every night of the my week. Kids, my kids are in heaven. They're off from school. <laughs> finals are over. 
And there's no oh, the one to tell them. Too, yeah. yeah, we're doing the bowl games and the basketball. But, you know, my middle one loves NFL football. So that's literally all he does is watch NFL football all day. I like it, too. I felt like those Thanksgiving Day games, they were all really good. They were really close. Um, so I felt like the whole day was just you just kind of want to sit and watch football. Although I hope weather does not interrupt any of our Sunday Saturday oh. games. You, well, know, you mean the here. actual games themselves? I doubt it. It's uh, just going to be cold. Right. I hope I, I hope there's no big weather front that comes through on. Uh, yeah, there's not supposed to really be any precipitation with this cold. Okay, it's like, good. It's like a dry cold oh, around the country. Our, our yeah, weather, yeah, yeah. Our weather forecaster yeah. Drew is. No, it's be a high pressure system. It's going to bring that colder air, but it's not going to be too moist. So bring it down from Canada. Oh, before, air. before I this forget, this is coming from Siberia over the from the North Siberia. Pole. Yeah, this Ooh, that's Siberia. the real nasty yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're talking about how cold it is here, but the rest of the country is like minus teens, minus twenties. Oh, yeah. oh, this is nice. This is actually nice. I mean, but I do worry about I, when I see the neighbors with their garbage bags over the bushes and shrubbery. I worry about pipes freezing. Does that really help? But pipes that freezing. Much? Sure. Pipes freezing is like scary. Well, yeah. Put anyway. a blanket. I wrapped the... my pipes last night. Well, you the did? pipes for yeah. sure. My brother-in-law and I. Yeah, we. Yeah, I always feel like took care of it. Well, look, there was nothing worse than what was it two years ago, yeah, where you had twenty freeze. degrees for like four days. Nothing could could withstand that. Yeah, that was just. This way is about too cold. Uh, what, it's going to get into the forties each day here. Oh, so. it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to yeah, it's going to lift out of freezing yeah. after nighttime, which is here. huge because. <laughs> It, I think it takes a while for the pipes to freeze. It's not like 31 degrees. Right. You know, it's not that movie, the day after tomorrow, whatever, where the helicopter freezes in midair. It's not that. I feel like up north we never worried about pipes bursting, but no. you would just leave the water running a smidge like all night long so it wouldn't freeze. That up north, they're different pipes or something. Probably well insulated anyway. This is don't Texas. I don't care how well, well insulated your house is. In Texas, we're just not built for this. Well, my, the wa- that's why the water's not even that cold in the summer because it's not, nothing's insulated. It's Tuesday edition it's of like the warm. Tom Tynan Show here on <laughs> Texas like, Radio. I, I had a really important point to make. and now What we've was done, it? It was that our shows are also at different times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> DP, I cannot believe I remembered make that. Make sure you're checking us out on Texans Extra Points Friday night after the news and Nightline. Mark Vandermeer is joining me with Sean Pendergast. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun show. And then Texans 360. Texans 360 also on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And then next week, the shows will be earlier as uh, well because of New Year's yeah. Day. New Year's Eve, Eve right? early on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. on Saturday. So that'll be fun. Also, Texans game day on Saturday this week at 9.30 a.m. on KPRC 2. With Randy McEl- Randy McAvoy. Do you do a Randy McAvoy? Randy McAvoy. Yeah, he's got, the, uh, yeah, he's got pipes. He does. Between him and Greg Bailey, it's a pipes contest. I know. Right, so 930 so and yes. And Lovey Smith will be on the show. I'll be on the show. Johnny Harris on the show. So that'll be fun. Okay. Programming notes. So we did get. We got your, we weather, got it, we got your yeah. weather forecast. We got Santa Claus positioned mm-hmm. on offense and defense. We've got reindeer favorites. Oh, one more. And one more. we've got programming notes. A, and lot one more of, thing. a lot of people are off Monday, right? Because it's a Christmas Day holiday for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. But we will be on with Texans Monday at 8 a.m. We'll do all our regular Monday programming. We're all working on Monday. Uh, The team has the day off Sunday, which is awesome. It's Christmas Day. Great. Fantastic. And then Monday, back to it. Back to a game week. New Year's Day slate with the full NFL 
playing, and you have the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting NRG Stadium, final home game, Fan Appreciation Day on New Year's Day at noon, so don't forget about and that. And the right. Tax Act Texas Bowl on the 28th. Yeah. The Red Raiders and Ole Miss. Oh, Ticket get Master. your tickets. Yeah, get your tickets at Ticketmaster. So you've got Tax Act Texas Bowl and one more Texans home game. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Texans matchup up next with John Harris. I'm sure he's got some great plays from Sunday's game against Kansas City. That's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, go Texans.